everyone. Welcome to the next The React Native Show podcast. This is a coffee talk. And today I have uh, three great guests with me. One is on site, two are um, doing it remotely, but we will do it uh, so that it's great. Uh, with me here is Janek. Janek. Hello, I'm Jan. Uh, I'm a developer at Callstack. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the next guy on my list is Burak. Yeah, I'm Burak. I'm also the developer at Callstack, and I also help maintain the community library that's called React Native Builder Pub. Awesome. And one more guest on my list is Lucas. Yeah, hi, I'm Lucas, uh, React Native developer, Callstack, and currently working on the Expensify open source project. Awesome, awesome. So uh, basically today we are here to discuss a one very important topic, important in the community of developers, and it is going to be about Vim. So if you're a developer, you have probably, you know, faced Vim at least once in your life, and you probably hated the experience straight out of the box. I mean, let's not lie. Let's let's be honest with this. Um, we all did that. Uh, we had to quit it at some point, and we didn't know how. We, we felt uh, like in trap. Uh, but we're gonna get back to this part. <laughs> so this this coffee talk is Vim from Zero to Hero, and uh, I have these guests, these specific guests, because I am the zero here. I am the guy who doesn't, who doesn't really use Vim on my daily routine. I, I'm trying to, I'm learning, but it's still a nightmare for me. It's still difficult. And other guys here, uh, well, they are better than me, right? So, Yannick, uh, how would you rate your experience right now with Vim? How do you feel like? I feel like I'm on the intermediate level. Uh, okay. I don't use it full time. I use it from time to time for like smaller projects, writing scripts. Okay. Uh, but I'm aspiring to get better at it. Sick. All right. And um, our heroes here. <laughs> so, uh, Burak and Lucas, you have been titled Heroes of Vim today. Uh, do you feel like it? Yeah, yeah, I've been using it full time for the last year, and I feel proficient at them. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I, I've been using Vim for a couple of years now. I don't remember how much, but I would say four years. So okay. Like, like fully using Vim. Uh, I was I was trying Vim, uh, you know, now and then before that. Do you but, put it in your resume? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, mean, I, th uh, I think it's good. You should. I like I the first point. <laughs> By the way, oh, I right. use Vim, right? That's, that's the first point on your resume. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, right. So yeah. All uh, right. But uh, I, would I would I call myself a, a a hero, a Christian guy? I don't know. It's like it's, it's an endless journey, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. Hero who's always fighting your monsters. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I, I that's guess funny. so. Yeah. Right on point. All right, boys. Um, so just in case there is someone listening or watching to us and uh, this person doesn't know what the Vim is, um, what is Vim? Can someone please explain in, in short, what is Vim? What would you say? Maybe Burak, how do you feel like? <laughs> yeah, so I think we can divide Vim into two parts. One is the Vim motion and the, and the other one is the Vim program itself. So the Vim okay. motion is basically the keys of Vim. Like uh, you can go to the left by pressing on H, L, J, K. You, these are the basic movement keys. So instead of using the arrow keys, you use those keys to navigate around the code. And the reason for that is like your your uh, fingers are normally sitting in the home row and those keys are part of 
the home row. So it's easier yeah. to use those keys. And there are also other keys. And this is basically the, the Vim motion. Okay. There's the Vim program itself. It's basically a common line program. It's a text editor and it uses the Vim key bindings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's good enough. So basically with Vim, you can edit text. And whether it's code or notes or you're writing a book, you can use Vim, right? Um, and one, I think one important thing for uh, people who don't use Vim, you need to know that in Vim, you don't use your mouse at all. Like it's, it's not possible, basically. So, you know, you can basically unplug it and just get going with your keyboard. Um, you can use your mouse if you want, uh, really, right. but uh, it's it's not encouraged. It's not like the you know the book says. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and I think that in Vim, it is important to do as the book says, right? It's it's pretty strict on how you should use Vim. <laughs> it's not like you're getting you know Spanish Inquisition in your back if you don't <laughs> you know go by your by the book. But uh, yeah, it's encouraged because it's uh, it's it's much more efficient, I guess, that way. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. Okay, I I think that when you get for like this first point of uh, the struggling with the emotions and you basically do a combo like in Mortal Kombat, it it feels great that uh, it basically you, you don't have to like focus on it and, uh, and you achieve something uh, so effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you're doing combos in Vim, you should get like sparkles and fireworks around, right? <laughs> like in like in Mortal Kombat. There's probably hey, that's a, a good idea. <laughs> well, that's an idea for you guys to maybe work yeah. on some open source like this. That should be fun. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so I got a question because apart from Vim, there is also something called NeoVim, right? So what the hell is NeoVim? Anyone? Yeah, NeoVim Neo Vim is basically a hard fork of, of Vim. So Vim yeah. was created by uh, this guy, Ram Wolnar. Uh, Yes. He, was, he was from Netherlands and um, he actually died very recently, a couple of days ago. So yeah, big kudos to him. He was the, he was the author of him and uh, he basically also forked a previous project, which was V, VI. Okay. And he improved on that and created this whole whole um, ecosystem uh, upon which, and the whole actually language uh, upon which the Vim uh, basically runs, which is Vim script. Mm -hmm. uh, and and NeoVim is a uh, fork of Vim, which is um, which is basically uh, the the Vim is rewritten in a way that can run synchronously, can be extended in a much more broader way, more uh, with with modern languages, and it also uh, uses Lua as its primary scripting oh, language okay. instead of Vim script. Which is more approachable, and I guess Lua is more a sane language. I would I would say because mm -hmm. is, is a bit fiddly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And you um, said that um, Vim been created uh, by Bram, and yeah, rest in peace, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's worth mentioning that Vim was created well, like thirty years ago or something like that, like the first first version. Yeah. Uh, I think it's quite old. And um, it gives you this old school vibe when you first get into it uh, without any extensions, configs, anything, just straight out of the box. Yeah, yeah well, you know, it's it, it's basically uh, Vim was, is, is based on, on VI and VI is based on something even, even previous mm. okay. uh, to, to VI. And so the origins are actually from the 70s. 
so oh, it's very my. very old and it was a it was a way it, was, it wasn't even a text editor. it was a command interface like cli to mm-hmm. to enable text uh, uh editing on on like remote servers on which mm-hmm. was, or like mainframes right so you okay. you would you would you would uh, connect to it from a teletype, right? And you right. could edit text from a teletype, which is that it's that old, right? And it was improved yeah, since since then. So yeah, it's, it has a very very long history. Okay, but that makes sense. It makes me think that you know even nowadays it's it's the tool that you would use in in this specific case, like in most cases, like if you connect to your to your server and you need to edit something, you're probably gonna launch Vim because you're in a command line, and this is the most um, <laughs> common thing to use in this case uh all right all right so guys i have a question um it's a personal one so i want to uh listen to each one of you so what basically made you try vim out for the first time and and how was it at the beginning you know like uh, everyone has a different experience with that so um yannick why don't you start yeah so i think the the first one was probably by accident doing like a git commit or something and then trying to exit uh, but uh, like, w- my first serious one was after watching probably some YouTube videos. I don't remember exactly uh, which one was it, but I watched quite a lot of uh, Luke Smith videos and he showed really interesting ways on using BIM and being productive with it. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching other YouTubers, reading about it and trying to ba- basically use it more and more, uh, learning the motions. And after that, when I get got more confident... Uh, I you I I try to use it more and more. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, Burak. Yeah, so I was in the high school and um, I was got into coding and I was coding Python actually. And oh. I was doing all of this coding in my mobile phone. It was an Android, <laughs> and there was a program called Tmux. It was basically a uh, a terminal, yeah. and it installed some kind of Linux distro in your phone, and yeah, you were able to use it. So. Uh, I didn't have any other like alternatives when it came when it came to editing the code. So I, I grabbed the, the Vim and installed some extensions. And well, there was a website called Real Python, and they had a uh, Python guide for Vim. So I just followed it, and and yeah, I started using Vim with my mobile phone, and then I <laughs> dropped it after a while. Like that was really weird for me. Then I recently grabbed it back, and now I'm doing it full time. Bro, you you were learning to code at high school on your phone, <laughs> and you were using Vim. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's, it's like the most hacky history of Vim I've ever heard. Yeah, man. But it, it shows, it proves that well, there are no excuses, man. <laughs> Just grab your phone and start doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. awesome, nice. Look, what about you? Yeah, uh, well, uh, I saw this meme on the internet that when you use Vim, you're you're a chad. And that's that's why I started to use BIM. No, but seriously, I mean, uh, I was I was always into um, uh, into keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that, and automating stuff, and I really liked that uh, as as long as I remember. And 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 all the code editors I used, they had some keyboard shortcuts, and you could kind of customize it, but it, it wasn't it wasn't the best thing. Uh, so and- I was I was looking for for a better solution and. And I was also changing my keyboards to be so so they're more comfortable and uh, easier to use. And um, and I just had had to one day just use Vim, just try try this approach, this modal approach. And I was in love instantly, even though it was very very hard. 
I thought, yeah, this is it. This is the the approach that's going to bear really, you know, great fruits in in the future. So yeah, I dive I dive in and and never turn back. All right, and and how was it at the beginning for you? Like when you first, you know, first few days when you started, did you feel like, oh, this is what I love? I'm gonna do this forever, or was it? No, it's, it, obviously not. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I started a vim and quickly realized that oh man, this this is not good. <laughs> this is this is yeah. The, I, I mean, you know, I still had to work. I had to do yep. daily tasks, and 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 it slowed me down very very uh, rapidly. So. Yeah, I moved back to VS Code and, uh, you know, got to know from Google there's an extension for right. VS Code. So I switched to the extension and, uh, okay. you know, I started to learn Vim motions from there. Uh, but but still, you know, you, you lose this modality, uh, you know, system-wide uh, in VS Code when you use just the extension. So mm-hmm. just the plugin. So I started to, like, use Vim at least 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. Just to exactly. just to you know, uh, just to create this muscle memory for those key bindings and uh, yeah, and gradually moved to to clear, you know pure vim as, uh, as time progressed. Yeah. Okay, and that reminds me that Yannick, you mentioned that you use vim or you used to vim for like taking notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? So uh, I guess I'm at the stage that uh, Luke mentioned that I'm using it from time to time. I'm uh, now like uh, familiar and confident with mm-hmm. like uh, enough emotions that I don't feel super slow mm-hmm. uh, but I f- still feel like there are gaps or maybe uh, I don't have everything uh, configured uh, whether it's plugins or configs mm-hmm. so it it's not good enough for me to replace like uh, it full time and my like daily job right uh, but yeah uh, I'm moving towards that goal okay cool yeah and then when it comes to me, I, I have a very short um, experience with Vim, like honestly, like few months only. And I'm I'm at this at this stage where I also am using the the extension for VS Code and trying to to get used to modes. I I I've hidden my tabs in VS Code, and I'm using you know the the, the Control Tab combo just to switch between files and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm at this point where I'm just getting comfortable with not seeing my tabs <laughs> and uh, also learning motions. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to this part yet. Um, all right, so uh, you know when we are um, talking about uh, using Vim over other other tools, right? Um, so what what it what it gives you? What what do you like most about using Vim over using other tools like you know VS Code or WebStorm or whatever whatever it is for you? So maybe you let like? me start. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. for me, I guess it's speed and. It opens very quickly. You don't have to wait for it. It also doesn't take a lot of resources. So as Burak mentioned, you can even use it on mobile. And with like That's other crazy. editors, then my main editor now is WebStorm. Mm-hmm. It's great. It has a lot of features, but it's slow. It, it takes quite a long time to load. Maybe so, too many features, right? Yeah. In some ways, that's true. And also, uh, you mentioned that uh, when you connect to some a remote server via SSH, those Linux distros also have Vim. Mm-hmm. So you can be productive uh, in like many uh, situations. Right, right. Yeah, um, guys, do you have other opinions on that? Yeah, I, I, I work at, what I can do is just, just, just um, say big yes to this, right? So uh, <laughs> it's, it's fast, right? It's much faster. 
that that was actually one of the one of the reasons I moved mm-hmm. in. It's because VS Code got uh, this this you know resource hog with time, especially when you install many many plugins, then it's getting very very slow. So yeah, that's that's that was one of the, those things. But also efficiency, right? So that's that's mm-hmm. what I said. You can you can be really fast, and and I guess you know it's it's a little bit like playing an instrument, right? Um, when you're when you're playing a guitar or a piano or something like that, you can you what you want to do is is to become a master of it, right? Mm-hmm. To express yourself, right? All the emotions and stuff like that through music, and 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 it, because I have a musical background too, this is the, the, it was kind of natural for me that I want to be a master of of this tool I'm using, which is a text editor, right? And it was it was quite natural for me that you could use. Uh, key bindings for it and if you master them if it, if it becomes your second nature you can be very quick at what you do you don't have mm-hmm. to think about it right so yeah that that was my main driving force for that. so key bindings are like chords on on a piano or something like that yeah, right yeah it's it's like using an instrument you want to be right. you want to be you know you know when a, when a guitarist you know uh, plays he wants to you know show you all the licks all the, mm-hmm. all the you know great things he, he knows right to right. mesmerize you, right? And it's like the same thing with with coding, right? You want to mm-hmm. you want to do something as as you know efficiently as it's possible. And um, I I don't think it's it's possible with with a traditional editor. I think this modality, this model concept, is is the mm-hmm. key to it. By the way, you, you are talking about about this concept. Like, can can you can you briefly explain what it is about? Like, what what is what are these modes in in, in Vim? Yes, I mean, yeah. So, so Vim is a model editor, which means that it it runs in a couple of modes. The right. the moment you start Vim, it starts in normal mode, uh, which is very confusing for beginners, right? Because you cannot actually type anything. But if you type right. something, that's not not there's usually nothing showing up on on your screen, or some gibberish, right? Uh, yeah, but uh, and if you want to start editing your file. Or entering the text, you need to enter the insert mode, which is yeah. the mode that you can you can actually type in. And but if you want to, you know, do something with your text, mm-hmm. delete words, the I don't know lines, sentences, pass it, go search for something, you have to exit the insert mode and go to the normal mode. There's also command mode, there's uh-huh. visual mode, visual block mode. So yeah, these yeah. are the modes you can switch through. And this is nice because you can have, um, you know. You, you you basically cannot run out of key bindings because uh, the key bindings for every mode. Right. Yeah. And um, just a disclaimer. Um, so this is the the biggest difference of Vim versus other code editors that you yeah. have these modes. And just just to to highlight what it gives you uh, as a user is that for example when you're using VS Code or WebStorm whatever. You have just one mode. You're in one mode, and you have all your key bindings set there. So because of that, some of these key bindings become very complex. Like you have to use three, maybe sometimes even four keys at the same time to do something. And yes. because Vim has these modes, you have, for example, you know the same key binding, but it does this different thing in a visual mode and different thing in an insert mode. Let's say, right? Yeah. So um, that that is the the biggest uh, difference here, and that's what you need to get used to that. 
And for me, it was a struggle to use, uh, to get used to the visual mode when I wanted to highlight something. And, you know, I'm used to doing this with the mouse. So uh, when I had to switch to visual mode and then highlight something, copy that, switch the mode, that was that was a struggle for me. But I'm getting better at this. <laughs> it, it is becoming my second nature now. Um, Burak, I have a question for you. Uh, I mean, for all of you, but you can start. Uh, so what downsides of using Vim do you see, you know, comparing to other editors? Okay, so... Like the most obvious answer is a steep learning curve. So if yeah. you want to get into using Vim, there is a good amount of scurrying learning you it it's that's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And uh so you have to find some good resources to get started with. I mean uh and then I think it's it it might be time consuming for you to do a proper setup so when you first start up the vim there is nothing for you like you can i think you can still edit code but it won't highlight the different parts of the code for you or you cannot do complex actions like rename or uh you can uh jump to definitions of symbols let's say and, and you have to set up the proper extensions for that mm -hmm. like these two are generally done like these require some manual labor that you you need to do and they can be time consuming for you uh -huh. and like one other downside i can tell is the actually the live live code extension that's in the vs code i'm uh i i, I used to use that a lot to jump into pair programming sessions with with my colleagues and now i don't have that like if, right. if i want to do any kind of pair programming i have to use tmux and Obviously, the other person has to use Tmux as well. These mm -hmm. are the downsides that come to my mind. All right. All right. Basically, uh, for people who don't know these tools, they are basically like screen sharing, but they allow you to edit uh, the, the code at the same time with other people remotely, right? Yeah. All right. Any other downsides you guys can yeah, Maybe can just to add to the steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. So as Lucas mentioned, uh, using Vim is similar to playing on like a guitar. Mm -hmm. so, when people are learning at, at the beginning, it's very hard to maybe get into the flow and uh, hit the right uh, chords, but- And your fingers hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> but after some time, uh, then you get into the uh, flow state and it's very satisfying. So, uh, and so practicing at the beginning, the basic stuff and not mm -hmm. trying to learn everything, uh, uh, I think it's very good approach. Mm -hmm. okay. And then when you, uh, since, get uh, like familiar and confident with the basic stuff uh, you move you add additional uh, movements and this way you progress so in like a um, good way i would say mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can agree with you for sure um yeah all right so uh as we mentioned like we all work with with react or react native um some of us some of us work with open source as well so uh guys do you have any tips or tricks for people working with react native or or open source and uh they're using vim like do you have any specific workflows or any specific configs or how does it look like for you so like uh for starters uh a good amount of open source is also editing documentation and most of the documentation comes with the markdown format. And, and I, I think this is where Vim can really shine because there are really good extensions for Vim. For example, you got Grammarly, you got uh, Hunter Markdown. Like these are all good extensions that may just make it easier for you. Okay. Other than that, if you are also using Tmux, it's easier to jump between different projects. And 
this is extremely useful for someone like me who is uh, who is working on a project that's about creating other projects. So what I do is I create a project using the tool and then I quickly jump to that project using Tmux. And obviously yep. you can't use Tmux with something like VS Code or IntelliJ IDEs. Mm -hmm. So it's really helpful when it comes to this. Okay. All right. Uh, any other remarks? Yeah, I mean, well, I I can just I can just add to that that you know using using Vim with with Tmux, which is just like another topic, huge topic, uh, is is but, just a great experience if you're if you already you know have maybe not mastered but are familiar with Vim, then it's it's highly highly um, you know. Uh, uh, what, what can I say? You know, I mean, if if you if you can add Tmux to it, then your experience your experience will be much much better because you can switch through windows and you can switch between projects very quickly, and it all really you know works very well together. So yeah, that, yeah. that's great. It might sound funny for people who are daily using some IDEs, like oh my god, you can switch files, you can switch projects. That's amazing. But guys. If you want the, the power of Vim, <laughs> so you're going to have to use Vim. And this, like switching files and switching projects, it doesn't come out of the box of Vim, right? So you, you're going to no. appreciate something that adds this, right? Yeah, and, and when it comes to um, to specifically to React or React Native, I mean, the the, the, the flow really doesn't doesn't uh, differ that much from, from other editors. I mean, you open a project, you work on it, and, and, yeah. and that's all. Um, What's maybe a little bit difficult that it's it's uh, actually uh, having a debugger inside the your editor. So okay. with Re React JS with React DOM, it's absolutely possible. You can you can have it, and it, maybe it's a bit complicated to configure, but there are already pre-configured um, distros of Vim, so you can you can use that, and there's debugger uh, you know out of the box. Mm -hmm. uh, working and it actually there's some interoperability inter between uh, VS Code configuration and those debuggers so uh, you you can actually import your VS Code config uh, DAP oh, really? config and it, it should it should be it should be good cool but when it comes down to React Native well the experience maybe it it's not the best um, yeah. but uh, recently Expo right created this VS Code plugin uh, for for debugging uh, React Native uh, projects, uh, especially using Hermes. And um, yeah, there's some hope that someone, maybe 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 you, maybe you, I don't know, <laughs> someone will port this plugin uh, to to uh, Vim and will be will be very happy. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, by the way, one thing that I I found uh, a little bit, maybe not difficult, but a little bit strange, um, when using Vim, I think because I'm not using it daily, as I mentioned. But if you have your, like your own config and you know you 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 configure it your own way, it looks the way you like it. You have your own bindings and stuff like that. It might be a little difficult when you want to do stuff on somebody else's like Mac or, or or PC because they they might have their own config or they maybe don't have anything because they don't use Vim and it's just plain Vim, right? So, you know, when you have VS Code and everybody's using VS Code, it's most likely that they have basically um, default bindings and everything works as you expect it to work. So that's that's one thing I was concerned about when thinking about it. But yet, it how often does it happen that you code on somebody else's machine, right? So uh, that's the thing. I don't so know. I, I've, I've never coded. I, can also, I, <laughs> I yeah. can also jump in here. 
because like, yeah, you can have your uh, custom keys, but Vim has a pretty large defined key set that you don't want to touch. Like okay. if you want to uh, jump to a letter in the same line, you just press F and it's, I think it's universal for every Vim user. Well, so yeah. like, let's say you, you want to work on somebody else's computer. If they have Vim or if they have the Vim, Vim extension, like it, it shouldn't affect you so much because okay. the core keys are the same. Yeah, at, at right. least they should be right. At least they should. Yeah, be. and uh, like one other one other thing it has is let's say if you are editing Android files, you need to use Android Studio. If you are on iOS, you need to use Xcode. Well, and to me, Xcode is a horrible editing performance, <laughs> like when it comes to the core editing features. Yeah. So, but. Uh, uh, there is actually a Vim mode in Xcode that really? is just a lifesaver for me. Let's say. All right, all right, cool. I think there's a there's Vim extension for every bigger uh, IDE or code editor in it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. For, for me, from my experience, closer uh, to the mic. Yeah, all right. And uh, I tried using like Vim mode in other editors, but then I stumbled upon like maybe some weird uh, shortcut configs. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't sold on on that idea, so I'm trying to use like the default Vim in like uh, uh, CLI. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you're going exactly. the hardcore way. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's you know with Vim, it's like uh, Vim is like a toothbrush. You just you don't borrow it. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just nobody borrows a toothbrush, right? I mean, <laughs> well, we've been in different situations. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you don't want to do that. In general, you don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I love this idea. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so is there anything like something really awesome that you can do in Vim, but you definitely cannot do in any other editor? Anything that you can point out? Yeah, I mean, everything's awesome in Vim, but uh, if... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah. But if you want to think about it more deeply, I guess you know where where Vim is really really powerful. It, it's 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 ex extensibility and it's it's command mode and and uh, you can you can pass many 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 files. I mean the whole project with macros and very yeah. complex regex patterns and stuff yeah. like that. So you can you can do like bulk operations on on thousands of files. Uh, very very quickly, and it's very very hard to do in in other editors. You you have like uh, global search and replace, but this is just nothing against Vim, mm -hmm. right? Because not only you can do global um, uh, search and replace, but you can also do global search and macros on every individual file, which is very very complex, right? You can you can do crazy crazy stuff that's not possible in other editors, I guess. Yeah, and, and yeah. the whole concept of modality, right? This is this is the this is the key feature, right? This is the mm -hmm. this is why it, why Vim is big. Okay, yeah, that, um, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, and uh -huh. I'll also add the thing that I said earlier. Like mm -hmm. VS Code doesn't have a global key binding set that's available in Xcode, like Greenway. let's say. So if you know Vim, yeah. you can use it on everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. on Xcode, Android Studio, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I I wish my life would come down to just Vim motions. Uh, I mean, it, it would just it would it would be like, like super easy to navigate life if it was just with Vim motions. But unfortunately, right. it doesn't have it. 
uh, quick note, he's using Vim for uh, four plus years. This is what you're going to sound like when you do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so, no, but it, it sounds really funny, but uh, once you once you are very accustomed to Vim motions, you want to have them everywhere. Right? Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. everywhere. I use a Git client that has Vim motions. I use oh, really? a, even yeah, I even use a spreadsheet editor that has Vim motions inside. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's you want to have them absolutely everywhere. I I use browser extensions that uh, use Vim motions. Uh, yeah. Wow. So yeah, yeah, that's you want you Did want you... to have them everywhere because because this is like this is this becomes your second nature. You have your hands on your whole row all the all time, right. and you just want to you know you just want to make stay there. But that shows you how um, committed the community of Vim is, that there are so (laughs) many extensions, plugins, and stuff, as you just mentioned, that just supports these, right? I mean, who else would program that? Just just the Vim user. On Twitter, you can also use Vim motions. (laughs) The basic (laughs) ones, but you have the feed, you can use JK to jump between different uh, tweets, and you, you can use other... Uh, shortcuts for uh, other stuff so wow. yeah a lot of like uh, pages that that have it allow you to to do it and i i use it all the time and i'm not even thinking and then i go to a different site and i try to use it and i see that it's not possible and yeah it's <laughs> yeah. a bummer sick yeah exactly sick. I- so so vim is everywhere you just don't know about it <laughs> i mean you guys know but we the the mortals we don't know um all right uh one note from me i have something that is awesome in vim and i didn't find it in any other editor but i i didn't search to be honest uh but you know um the the operators that that you use in vim um so for example my favorite one is is if you want to change something inside of let's say brackets or inside of of um uh, how do you say that? Inside of columns, for example, right? So then you're gonna do the the combo of uh, C I and then um, no, yeah, C I and then yeah. you put the the character in between which you wanna do the change. This is really awesome. And um, like for example, you wanna completely change the the definition of your function, right? You're just gonna hit C I and then opening bracket. And it's gonna basically clear out all the functions for you and it's gonna enter the insert mode. This is something when I learned about it, I was like, man, this is so efficient. I mean, how often did I have to either highlight with my mouse this 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 whole part of text that is in between something and then delete that and start typing. And here when you get used to that, it's just a matter of one second or even less. Just yeah. Yeah. To the to the quick are, combo. Yeah, and there are dozens of that kind of gems inside and of it. Them. Yeah. So so that's that's for me. Uh, and I'm a noob. So um, anyone listening to that, you know, take that into your heart because this is really awesome feature. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so there must be a very common question. Um, because when we were talking offline, Burak, you mentioned that you really like Vim because it it makes you more efficient, right? And I think you guys also mentioned that while we are recording this, that it just gives you this speed, this efficiency. Um, so, you know, how does it make you more efficient? Some people might be wondering, like, how is it more efficient to use shortcuts and stuff like that when I could just use my mouse, jump, mouse, jump from place to place in the code, switch tabs in my fancy IDE? How does it make you more efficient? 
Okay, so for starters, you don't have to uh, lift your fingers up the keyboard very often as you do. Like if you don't use mouse, then you you're all your fingers are always on the home row. And if you are using if you're also using Vim, everything is on the home row. And what is the home row? You might ask. Uh, it's the ASDFGH. Like that's called the home row. Yeah. And if your fingers are on the home row, uh, home row very often, you're gonna be faster because let's say you want to select something now you just lift your fingers and go to the mouse select it come back do whatever you want to do let's say you want to click it you hit control command c yeah and on vim you just like uh you just select it using your keyboard let's say you you press on v to enter the visual mode so you can select it and you select hit y to copy it and uh-huh. you don't have to move that move your hands uh as much as you do if you were to use a mouse yeah. And one other thing is you are always closer to the command line. So let's say you are developing a React Native application and you want to see the metro, right? Uh, or you want to relate the reload the app or hit on D to open the debugger. So because you are always in a terminal, your metro always lives by you. So and also if you are using the Tmux, you can always hit to your metro and do whatever you want to do yep. in a matter of seconds. Yeah. And these two are some examples how it increases the efficiency other than that it's tailored to you so you will always have what only what you need yeah. so there's no unnecessary things that's going on for you in the bit right yeah so well like, said yeah so like you Yannick, you mentioned that you for your daily work you use webstorm right and it is pretty heavy because it has so much, so many features. So I suppose if you get used to using Vim, it's just more efficient. Also because of the start time. Yeah. Right. And and um, sometimes even if something feels like uh, fluid and smooth, then you move to Vim and it, it it blows you away how faster it can be. And then when you get into the flow, that you just switch between the files, jump uh, in between, and uh, as you said, oh, you you want to remove some part of the code or some text in the line and you, you when when you uh, do it like uh, w- even without thinking you just automatically press mm-hmm. uh, like a uh, key, key shortcuts mm-hmm. it it feels awesome okay it's also less distracting like for for programmers it's important to have this state of flow and i think mm-hmm. beam uh, like uh, makes it possible in some ways okay all right yeah and i can add on top of that i can add that um for for me for example when i'm working with um with a code that has a many files big big code base um when i'm you know i'm I'm kind of a lazy person so when i'm working with ide i don't really rely on remembering let's say names of files in which i do changes and stuff like that i just look at my tabs which are open and they you know they are somehow marked that i did some change in there and stuff like that and i basically jump through them looking for what i what i need to find and because in vim you you don't really see tabs and if you want to switch to different file you should basically open up like the let, let's say like a search input and just type in the name of the file and open it up that kind of forces me to pay more attention to files I'm editing, like the names of them, like where I am in the code right now. And honestly, that makes me more efficient within the project because that helps me navigate through the project better. After some time, of course, you need to to get used to that uh, in my case. But uh, that's just a personal disclaimer because um, I would never expect something like this, like taking away those tabs 
gives me more efficiency in the project. But it did. <laughs> it actually did. So it's a it's funny thing. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so how to get started with him? Like, if if you were to to give a recommendation to people who want to give it a try, but they don't know where to start, um, which kind of distro they should pick, or should they pick any kind of distro? What would you say? Yeah, like how well, how how, so how, for, how do for you me, do? I'm in like the middle state. I try to like set it up from scratch, mm -hmm. but usually when I start, uh, I get distracted with something else or I try to. Uh, get, get stuck on something and move on, and mm -hmm. then come back to two weeks later, and uh, I don't remember what. Start I was from doing. scratch. Yes, start from scratch. Yes. So this is for me maybe a blocker, and I heard that there is like the the Vim distros like Astro Vim or Lunar Vim mm -hmm. come uh, pre-configured, and and they they include a lot of stuff. But for me, uh, like I wanted maybe to understand the. Uh, what's going on under the hood and also uh, I wasn't sure if I like the key bindings that they propose and the best so but on the other hand doing uh, setting up the key binding myself is also like uh, uh, complicated so I'm right. in between and uh, not really sure which one which way to go mm -hmm. okay so any more experienced people want to say something about it well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's no really good or bad way to, mm -hmm. to start. I mean, it really it really comes down to your personal preferences. But uh, I I would say I would say if if you're interested in in Vim, then just learn the Vim motions first. That's probably the easiest thing. So if you, if you can install a like we said earlier a, a plugin to VS Code or or, mm -hmm. or or any other answer, then yeah, try try those basic Vim motions and see if if they suit you. Uh, if if yes, then uh, then I guess going uh, like we said earlier, you know, configuring Vim from scratch can be a little bit, you know, complicated and mm -hmm. overwhelming at, at at first sight. Uh, so yeah, going with a pre-configured distro like Lunar Vim, NVChad, Astro Vim, right? It, it, I think it's a it's a good it's a good way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and once you're not satisfied with them. Uh, then you can start configuring it yourself. Um, and if you're more like here, you're more adventurous. Then you know uh, there's a, there's a good project. Uh, you can it's it's not a distro, but it's like a first very basic configuration that you know you can can get you started with with configuring them. It's it's called uh, Kickstart.nvim. Um, okay. Yeah. Simple cool. to use, very, very, very basic, very bare bones. But uh, you can yeah. you can start from that. And there's there's some so already some LSP config, which is probably one of the hardest things to configure in in BIM because it's it's complicated. Yeah. All right, LSP stands for uh, Language Server Protocol, right? So mm -hmm. okay, you want to have that in your ID. Yeah, and with the power of the LSP, you can also install VS Code plugins. I mean, yeah, uh, the the LSP is actually introduced by VS Code, as far as I know. Yeah, and yeah, it's basically um, re renaming your symbols, going to definitions of your symbols. That's yeah. all the job of the LSP. And like, <laughs> if VS Code has a good LSP for TypeScript that you like, let's say if you are renaming something on a VS Code on a TypeScript file, and it's doing it job good and if you like it you will have the same experience on vs code so you won't have any worse experience than vs code okay all right it's exactly the same engine yeah. 
Yeah, and right. the same actually goes for the debuggers. So for the debuggers, there is a protocol called DAP, and it stands for the Debug Adapter Protocol, and yep. it's also introduced by VS Code. So whichever uh, uh, debugger you have on VS Code, you will also have on VIC. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, great, great. And from my side, um, I can give you a fresh opinion because I'm just doing it right now. So what I did is I did get the VS Code extension. For, so it's basically called Vim. Uh, and uh, it allows you to do the, all the motions and stuff like that, play with modes. But also uh, one more extension that is really cool. Um, I think it's called basically Learn Vim. And what it does, it with, within your VS Code, it opens up two... Uh, two tabs. One is uh, like, a, let's say, an article. I think this is the, the website that is opened within your VS Code. And uh, it has chapters uh, explaining different parts of them. And then in the other tab, you have a text editor with some text already in it. And um, you can play around with what you're just learning in an article. Uh, you can put it in, in a practice on that text. And it's like a little bit like game. So basically it gives you like an ASCII, it gives you a little labyrinth and it tells you, oh, try to navigate with motions through the labyrinth and just get to the end or try to delete this character from this massive piece of text, right? And uh, use as few um, combinations of keys as possible. And and it gives you this kind of um, playground to, to play with so you don't have to jump right into the code or whatever. Uh, you can play, it, uh, play with it this way as well. Um, all right, guys. Um, so maybe uh, for the end, do you have any any sources to recommend, like um, you know, any YouTubers, any podcasts, any books, or anything like that? Yeah. So from me, I think Looksmith is a great option. Also PrimeGen, uh, one uh, built-in uh, like uh, tutorial way to learning Vim is Vim Tutor. So mm -hmm. and there are also like. Uh, like uh, games on on the internet where you can just learn basic motions uh, in a game, so it, it's cool. fun and uh, like educational. All right, all right. Anything else, guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really no. recommend Prim the Primogen. Yeah, yeah, Primogen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good channel. Um, TJ, uh, one of the one of the maintainers of NeoVim. Yeah, also great tutorials on LSP and, and stuff like that there. Creator of Lunar Vim, uh, I don't remember his name, Chris. Something. You can that Google out. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just go to Lunar Vim, and this guy is the main, uh, main guy behind it. So, uh, mm -hmm. just open his YouTube channel. Also, great, great tutorials, and yeah, Vim Tutor. Uh, yeah, that if you go, if you go through this, you will have the basics of Vim in in no time. Uh -huh. uh, and also, like like Yannick said, uh, there are some great games online if you if you're into that like vim adventures there was one that we called that right. so you, you can try that and <laughs> yeah yeah it's very fun it's fun fun uh and um and obviously you know the book of vim the bible of vim uh whenever you're lost lost and need some help just just type semicolon help in vim and you'll find absolutely everything. It's it's it, it's been you know redacted for, for thirty years, and it's growing. So, yeah, it's a huge right. source. It's a good book for sleeping. All right, guys. Um, so <laughs> we are reaching the end. Uh, so let's just close it by answering uh, the one and only question: H How do I quit them? No, you don't exit them. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, Vim or die. Uh, yeah, but I think the answer is just 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 go to Stack Overflow and find it yourself. All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. I hope we did encourage some people to give it a try. Um, and yeah, we're gonna put uh, links to those nice YouTube channels and uh, people that you should follow regarding Vim in the description. Um, and yeah, well, have a good coffee and have a great day. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. Thanks.